Sunday School this morning. Um, we welcome Jennifer and her daughter, Luciania. Praise the Lord. Uh, Jennifer is actually, um, Jennifer is, um, has turned 49 today. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. It's her birthday today. Uh, we'll sing that pretty song uh, when, when we finish our service. But this time we'll go to the Word of God. Let's have the, our Sunday school to start. We will we will take a look at this. Um, if you remember, I don't know if we finished the, the word growth, the, um, the acrostic uh, word name growth, G for go and R for uh, go to a Bible-believing Baptist church so that if you are saved, you have to go and, and, and be a part of a Bible-believing Baptist Church because um, we will grow together in serving the Lord. So find a place in the Bible Baptist Church and learn the things of God because God said um, um, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is and so much more as you see the day approaching. So come together in the fellowship of believers uh, learning the Word of God, learning the, the Scripture, learning the Bible. So that is part of our growth. And in that word growth, um, the letter R is for reading your Bible. Read your Bible every day. You know what? Um, if, you, if you listen very carefully of the preaching of um, uh, Brother Caleb Garway, um, he, mentioned about, he mentioned about that um, Bible reading that he's doing. Uh, and I, I, I began doing that every day. You can read um, 10 chapters a day. You might say, oh, it's hard, you know, I don't have time. No, you, you can find time. You can finish that by just reading maybe around 17 to 25 minutes around that time every day. And um, I, I wrote those, uh, it's called Horner's, um, Horner's Bible Reading Plan. Horner's Bible Reading Plan. So um, it, he arranged it in a, in a very, you know, I think the very unique way of arranging it. So in one day you can read, uh, um, you know, very much um, broad sections of the Bible. It starts with Matthew. So you start reading the book of Matthew chapter 1. One chapter in, in uh, 10 chapters a day. So start with Matthew chapter 1. Then um, we jump to Genesis chapter 1. Then Romans chapter 1, then 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, then Job chapter 1, Psalms chapter 1, Proverbs chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1, then Isaiah chapter 1, and the book of Acts chapter 1. So I, I, I wrote that here in my um, notebook and then I just follow that. It's really good, you know, uh, very, very much broad and, and um, covers a lot of... Um, sections of the Bible, which is really good. Uh, there are some verses that really will stick and um, you, you, you cause to pause for a while and then take notes because sometimes the, the Word of God really um, gets you, you know, something that you need to pay attention more closely. So then you, the next day you do Matthew chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, Romans chapter 2. So it, it is called Horner's um, Bible reading plan. So in that in that plan, you will you will get to read the book of Acts every day until and you can finish the book 
maybe 280 days rather than a year. So it's very fast and uh, maybe there are times that you will be reading longer because if you come across with some, you know, chapter 119, there are 100, 150 verses in one chapter. So uh, that, that will take you very long. But actually, um, in average, less than 25 minutes in average. So you will see um, this will this will enhance your Christian walk, your understanding of the Bible, and also uh, do not do not use the your phones when you read the Bible. Use the book. Yep. Use the book. So you will you will see yep. where it's you know uh, where, where places are, and also you can scribble your you can scribble your uh, Bible. And um, sometimes people are using phones and then they scribble their phones. But sometimes when the apps is gone finished or you know your phones will, will be broken then you don't have your notes anymore you will lose your notes whereas if you have this book it is you know you can keep that for um, much longer you see try that uh, it is called Horner's Horner's um, Bible reading plan and um, I, I like it so far and I think uh, I'm, I'm sticking with this plan and it's really good and um, that is part of, our, part of our growth. You want to grow in your Christian life? So go to a Bible-believing church and be part of that church. The Bible says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. So coming to church is a command of God so that um, you know the Lord can, can work in your life, although the Lord can work in your life wherever you are, but it's good to be around um, surrounding ourselves with um, the people of God. So that is part of growth. Uh, G for go to a um, Bible-believing Baptist church. R is to read your Bible daily. O. Now O is to obey. Obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Obey His command. Obey His word. Obey the water of baptism. Obey, you know, um, um, uh, or just obey the Lord. Matthew 28, verse number 19. Matthew 28, verse number 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them so baptism is part of God's command it is not for you to be saved but it is for all saints to be baptized so it is not for salvation but it is to obey God's command so um, obey Christ and be baptized and um, W so, so we are we are doing the acrostics and growth G-R-O-W-T-H so W is witness you want to grow in your Christian life? Uh, you cannot grow until you get out and, and share the gospel yourself. You get out and, and, and uh, win people to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is part of our growth. Witness. Witness to others. The, the love of God. Wow, that's a beautiful song. Really, I cannot get over that song. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. You see, if, uh, if the song says that if if um, you know um, all all people in this earth are scribes by trade or writers, you know writers, and um, um, the um, what's that? The ocean is the ink. <laughs> what's a quill? Stocks. Yeah, that's right. You can you can dry the ocean just to write the love of God. I'll tell you that is really true. You cannot really explain, you cannot really fathom 
uh, the love of God towards us. And that's why um, um, we, need, we need to witness to people, witness to the people how the Lord Jesus Christ loves us, how he um, gave his life for us. So witness to others about the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts 1.8, it says, and, uh, and you shall receive power, but after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. See, God is commanding us to be witnesses. Now, how many, how many people you have witnessed? How many, how many souls you have won to Christ? We are, we are supposed to be winning people because we are commanded by the Lord Jesus Christ. So witness, you cannot, you cannot really carry on um, our Christian life by just, um, you know, um, neglecting the, what God wants us to do. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So that is part of our growth. So go to a Bible-believing church and, and read the Bible every day. Read the Bible every day. Now we have me. I have I have a really good plan. I have a very um, interesting plan. Um, so read your Bible every day and and witness. Uh, no, obey, obey the Lord Jesus Christ and be baptized. Then witness to others. And then uh, letter T is thank the Lord, thank God daily, every day. Thank the Lord. You wake up in the morning. Thank the Lord. Um, everything, with, you know, whatever happens to us, thank the Lord. Maybe we think it, uh, something bad happening to us. No, just thank the Lord. So that is, you know, part of our growth. Be, be grateful to God. Be thankful to God. And, and in everything, give thanks. That's what the Bible says. And, and Philippians 4.6. What's Philippians 4.6? Philippians 4.6. In everything by prayer, supplication, um, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So always, mean, you know, after prayer and thank, thankfulness to God. Always be thankful to God. And letter H, part of our growth is honor. Honor the Lord in your life. Honor the Lord with your time. Honor the Lord with your substance. Honor the Lord with your, with your talent. So honor the Lord. Give God the honor. So, if make him a part of your of your being. Make him a part of everything about you. God has given you time. Give him time. Church time. Be in the church. You know, a prayer meeting time. Be there in a prayer meeting. Um, devotion time. Use it for because that is uh, the time you have. It's not yours. It is just given by God, and you have to manage it. Manage your time. So manage your treasure, treasure. Whatever income you have, do not just waste it. Do not just buy anything. Think about the Lord. Think about His goodness and think about what you can, what you can do to honor God with your substance. So you separate the offering and then do not spend just anything uh, spending spree. So it's not us because the Lord um, is the one giving us the substance or and honor God with your talent you know how to uh, you, you are you are good in you know um, in, in uh, encouraging people then 
go visit houses and encourage people. Um, you love to pray, so go visit houses and pray with people. Pray with those people that you visit. And you love, uh, you have, you are, you have talent in in singing. Then sing to the Lord. You know, um, come to practice and join the choir and render the, your songs to the Lord. So these are the things that to honor God. You have to honor God in everything that you have, whether it is your talent, whether it is your time, whether it is your uh, treasure, or whether it is your family. Honor the Lord. So that is what God wants us to do. So now let's jump. We have a few minutes. We will we'll go to these um, terminologies that we are going to uh, focus uh, this morning. And the focus this morning is the assurance of salvation. The assurance of salvation. Don't you know that uh, Satan uh, will get you to doubt your salvation? He will get you to doubt. He will make you to not to believe that you are saved. But the Lord is very clear in his scripture, in the word, that, you know, uh, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. And um, to understand that um, we are all sinners and that we are going to pay the penalty of our sins. But the gospel came around and the gospel says that um, Jesus Christ died for the, for, for the payment of our sin. If you accept Jesus Christ as you, in your life as your Lord and Savior, you will be forgiven of all your sins. And if you call upon the name of the Lord, and those people who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, and, uh, if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in the heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So, it's very clear in the scripture that God um, wants us to know that we are saved and we have known it uh, for a certain. So, again, um, um, you, you, you know, your, your sin... When you are sinning, you, it might cost you to become, um, you know, doubtful of your own salvation. And you, you will not feel that you are saved because uh, it seems like you are so down and, and discouraged because of your sin. And uh, in fact, sin can make you discouraged in this life. Sin can make you like, you know, uh, um, feel tired. Sin can pull your spirit down. If you, if you, have, if you have sin in your life, you feel like, oh, I think I'm not saved. That is just your thinking. That is just your feeling. Because um, that is the effect of sin. But again, um, for, for those people who have received the Lord Jesus Christ, that person is saved as what God has promised in his word. Because it is his promise. So when your doubts come about your salvation, what is your answer? How are you going to answer your doubts? When doubts come into, into, into your mind. So that is why we need to understand what is this assurance of salvation? Uh, can, I be, can I really be sure about my salvation? And what is meant by assurance? So again, by, by assurance of salvation, we mean that it is the intellectual and spiritual certainty. There is this spirit, um, intellectual and spiritual certainty. That you belong to God. That God owns you and that God purchased you with his own blood. And that you have possessed that salvation that God has offered. So that is assurance. Assurance of salvation. Now 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse number 12. 
Second Timothy chapter 1, verse number 12. I will read this verse and then after that we will pray, okay? <clears throat> Second Timothy chapter 1, verse number 12. I will read this and then after that we will pray. <clears throat> Bible says, Second Timothy 1, 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. For, for the which cause I also suffer, I will repeat uh, these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that, uh, against that day. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you, Father, for bringing us together to learn and to uh, be able to see, Lord, from your word, um, the assurance of salvation. And Lord, I pray that um, the scripture will be, um, will be understood this morning. Help us, Lord, to grasp the meaning of uh, your word and let the Holy Spirit of God to work in our hearts. Bless your people, O oh God. Thank you for uh, these people that have come. Thank you for our visitors, Lord. Thank you for Jennifer and Oceania. And thank you, Lord, for adding another year um, to the life of Jennifer. And I pray that you'll bless the family. And Lord, and for the rest of all of us here this morning, I pray that you'll just give us, Lord, the um, peace in our hearts and understanding help us lord uh, that we will be able to gain the joy that you have reserved for all of us who love you for all of us who love your word and bless lord your people and even those who are still on their way that you will uh, bring them here safe and sound and give us lord um, the victory to enjoy for the rest of the day we thank you lord thank you for this passage of scripture thank you for allowing us to have this sunday school just name me pray all this thing. Amen. Amen. So again, the key words here in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse number 12, uh, the key words in this verse are the words know and persuaded. The words know and persuaded. You, you really know it yourself and then you are convinced, you are fully convinced that this is what God, you know, has done in your life. It is God that has given you salvation, and therefore, um, God is able to do that. Unless, unless it is yourself that saved yourself, that might be a question. But because it is God who gives us that salvation, so we know it, and we are persuaded about it. 1 John 5, 13. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. Look at this verse. You will enjoy this. And it's very clear in the scripture, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, it says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So here, the Bible says, These things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that ye may know. So, based Based on this writing, based on this, what God has said here in the scripture, it is very clear that God 
wants us to have the assurance of salvation. It is very clear that God wants us to retain this in our knowledge that you may know. Because God wants us to know. So again, uh, it is indicated in this verse that it is God who wants us to know that right now you know that you are going to go to heaven when you die. We have eternal life. No, the word eternal life cannot stop. The word eternal is unceasing. It is everlasting. It's not going to end. And that is the promise of God. The moment that you come to Jesus Christ for your salvation. So that is um, the assurance. So Now question, why do we need assurance? I'll tell you, if I ask you one, one by one, um, about this question I think we have differentiated answer but I'll tell you there are reasons here why we need um, assurance of salvation and um, me as a, as, as a preacher as a, as, as a soul winner if I don't have assurance of my own salvation if I am not sure why should I go to people and tell them about the salvation that I'm not sure why I go there? Because I know, I know for a certain, I know for sure that, you know, a person when he receives Jesus Christ, he can, yeah. you know, he can be saved. Yeah. That is for sure. That is why I cannot, Im I cannot imagine, um, we have other, you know, denomination that also share the gospel and preach the gospel. But they put like a, they, they, they put an earmark on that salvation. They put like a, you know, a, a fine print. They put like a condition. And, and, and most of the condition is that there is no real certainty for them. That they, they are really saved. They are just trying. They just want to try. But my friend, we are not trying here. This is already tried. Yeah. This is already confirmed that um, there is an assurance of salvation because God wants us to have assurance. Why? What, what do assurance bring? What do the assurance of salvation bring? I'll tell you why. 1 John chapter 1 verse 4. 1 John chapter 1 verse number 4. Notice this. Look at this. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. The reason why um, God wants us to have assurance of salvation so that your joy will come to its fullness. You will, you will have full of joy. God wants us to have joy. I will tell you, when I learn about assurance of salvation, I am really, there is joy in my heart that as joy of the assurance that you know, wow, in the Lord Jesus Christ, I will never go to hell. Hell is now shut. The lake of fire is now Amen. shut. I cannot go there Amen. anymore. That is assurance. Amen. And that can cause you to have joy. Amen. That is why we need, to, we need this assurance of salvation. Because if you do not know the assurance of salvation, you will not be joyful in service. Because you come to church this morning and and really trying to do this, you know, uh, 
uh, religious or uh, obligation and 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 not really knowing what's the end of this you know when can this end and uh, what is the end point of this you have no knowledge of the end point you have no knowledge of why we are doing these things but if you know why the reason of the, the assurance of salvation that knowledge will bring you joy will give you joy and you are excited every time that you read the bible every time that you come to pray every time that you come to church and worship god together with other people uh, there is always joy because um you know uh, the assurance of salvation brings joy another thing that you may find first john chapter 3 verse number 19 first john chapter 3 verse number 19 notice this it says, and hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. So we, we, we are in the truth and we know that and we are confident, we are sure that, um, that um, our hearts before him. And verse 21, notice this. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. We have confidence. What can assurance of salvation uh, bring to your life? Confidence. The confidence. That is why people, they go to India or um, Somalia or those uh, dangerous parts of the world in, in Middle East to preach the gospel. And, and some of them are, are killed uh, over in those places. Some of them are, are being tortured. Why? Because they preach the gospel. They want people to be saved and in the end they die because of that. And why they are happy? Why they are joyful in doing that? And still a lot of people still want to go there even though it's very dangerous. Why? Because they have this confidence in God. This confidence really is very, very powerful. The confidence. That's why we go out, uh, we go soul winning, we go uh, to houses and we we share the gospel to people and, and, and sometimes it can people are angry at us uh, and, and we don't mind that because we have that confidence. The confidence that um, the Lord has given to us is very important. Another thing that you can find, Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. That is why you have to have um, assurance of salvation. Understand the assurance of salvation because uh, without the assurance of salvation, your your Christian life is slendered. Your Christian life will not come to its fullness and, and, and you will not have joy in your Christian life. You will always be afraid. You will always be, you know, um, 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 you know lack, that, uh, lack that confidence and joy because um, you do not understand the end point of our Christian life. Notice here in Colossians chapter 2. Verse number two. <clears throat> um, I start, verse, start from verse number one. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have seen uh, have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. So here, um, what really 
the assurance of salvation bring to us is it brings to us comfort this will bring us comfort now assurance of salvation will give us joy will bring us confidence will bring us comfort now james chapter one james chapter one <clears throat> let us saturate this uh, bible because this has given us a lot of um treasure the word of god has given us a lot of treasure of the power of the word the power of god the truth of the gospel in james chapter 1 verse number 8 <clears throat> it says there um a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways you know what this is what's hap what happened to those people who do not understand their salvation and who do not understand um, the assurance of salvation what they lack they lack stability they're double-minded they come to church because you know they want to please god and and they are not really joyful they are just afraid of god they do not know what what, what is this all about why we need to come and worship the lord they don't have stability but again um our assurance of salvation will bring us stability and in first john chapter 5 verse number 4 first john chapter 5 verse number 4 It says here, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is that victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You know, our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ brings us or gives us salvation. And that faith is the faith that overcomes the world. Because this world, no matter what happened to this world, even this world will, will crumble. Whatever happens to this world, our soul is you know safe in the lord that is why this um assurance of salvation is the one that gives us um uh, joy confidence comfort stability and this also enables us to overcome to overcome the world in verse number five um chapter four verse number five uh, chapter five verse number five it says um who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. We, we have confirmed that in our hearts. We, we are fully convinced that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that, you know, um, a full conviction that we have in our heart is the one really that uh, enables us to overcome this world. So again, um, the assurance of salvation enables us to effectively serve the Lord by telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ. We can, we can, we have the, we have the reason, we have the uh, the knowledge why we need to share the gospel uh, to the people around us because there is um, assurance, there is um, joy, uh, there is blessing that comes along with. Um, the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ so now what is the basis what is the basis of assurance of salvation so again um, uh, a lot of us uh, Christian um, base our assurance of salvation sometimes on our feelings because we feel it <clears throat> no feelings cannot be the basis 
our, our feeling being, oh no, I feel safe today, it is not a basis why um, um, you, have, you have salvation because um, assurance of sal salvation cannot really stand just on feelings. And, and that is the problem that um, we have if our basis is just feelings because feelings can change. You feel safe today and tomorrow you don't feel safe. It's not about your feeling. It's about what God promised. When you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, God has a promise. What's, what's God's promise in, in John 3.36? John 3.36, he that, <clears throat> he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. That is God's promise. It doesn't matter what you're feeling, but what God said in His Word. Because God's Word is His promise, and it's like His signature. It's like the signature of God. God will never break His promise. Because He said it, He will follow it, and He will, he will fulfill it. So He said, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son of God shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth in him. So again, feelings cannot be trusted because feelings change. One day you may feel safe, and the next day, through circumstances that comes uh, in your life, you may not feel safe. But my friend, we have something more than feelings uh, to go by. And what is that, you know, uh, something that we are holding? The unchanging Word of God. Yeah. This is the Word that can really, you know, fix that um, assurance. Because God said in His Word, and He will never lie. So, again, if we cannot be saved by trusting in the Lord, the Lord will not put it in His Word. If, if um, you know, we, we come to the Lord Jesus Christ and, and for salvation, and if we cannot get saved in the coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, then the Lord will not put it in His Word. But because God puts it in His Word, then that is, um, that is going to be followed. In 1 John chapter 5, verse number 11 and 12. Now, this is, you know, the proof. One of the proofs here that the Lord really is intending to give to us eternal life. And this is what he said in verse number 11, verse number 12. It says, He that hath the Son hath life. Now we start, maybe we will start from verse 11. Verse 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life and this life is in his son uh, it's very clear i will read again huh? and this is the record that god has given to us eternal life and this life is in his son verse 12 he that hath the son hath life and he that hath not the son of god hath, hath not life so again you can see the word record and you can see the word have and again the word record 
And, and this is just God's promise. And this is what God is uh, going to do um, when we obey Him, when we when we have um, when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. Now, in in Titus um, in Titus chapter one, verse number two, uh, verse number two and three. Titus chapter one. Titus. Before Timothy, or after Timothy, sorry. Titus, chapter 1, verse, verse 2. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. So in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised. So again, we have the promise. We have a God that promised to us eternal life. And these are the three grounds of our assurance. The three grounds of our assurance is because, number one, the person of God. Who is God? He is the God that made the promise. And, and, and in that, when He made the promise, we have a God that made the promise. And that God is a God that cannot lie. That is why we have this assurance. The person of God that cannot lie. When God said it, that settles it. I do not want to put question whether God really can do it because He already promised that He will do it. And I believe that God is able to do it because He can do whatever He wants. If God will say that, oh Adrian, um, because you believe um, on, on my son, because you believe on Christ, then I will give you eternal life. How is that promise? I mean, how is that process to be happening? How is whatever process that God puts into it to, to fulfill it? I do not know how, but I believe He can. Because He said it. When God said it, that settles it. Another, another ground why we have this assurance. Not just the person of God, but also the promises of God. And we know that God cannot lie. When He said it, He will do it. In, in John chapter 5, verse number 24. John chapter 5, verse number 24. John 5, verse 24. Notice this. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation. The word condemnation is going to hell. So, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So, according to these words here in John 5.24, God says, I have my own everlasting life because... God will not, you know, will not put me into condemnation. So the reason why I am, I can assure myself that I cannot go to hell because God promised me about, you know, passing from death unto life. I have already crossed. The moment that I, I came to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, I have crossed from death unto life. I am now on the side 
of life. I have already, you know, passed death. That is what God promised in His Word. Another thing, in, in John chapter 6, verse number 27, this is God's promise. Um, because you and I uh, came to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, the Bible says, he, he will in no wise cast out. He will not. He will not cast you out. He will not, like say, uh, um, reject you. When you come to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, uh, you humble yourself, um, you, you seek God, Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you receive Him, then Jesus Christ said, I will in no wise cast out. Romans 10, 13. Another promise of God. The Lord Jesus Christ promised me that I shall not come into condemnation. That's His promise. And the Lord Jesus Christ promised me that He will not cast me out. It's His promise. Another promise of the Lord Jesus in Romans 10, 13. That whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So He promised that if I will call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, then I shall be saved. So these are just, you know, sampling of the um, positive um, statements that the Lord our God put in writing. He puts this in writing um, that the God that made this promise is a God that cannot lie. So now, put your feelings aside. If you feel that you are not saved today, maybe you are not saved really. You receive, come to Jesus Christ and 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 receive him as your Lord and Savior. Now, when you have come to, to the Lord Jesus Christ, and receive him as your Lord and Savior, put your feelings aside because feelings cannot stand, but the Word of God can stand. Yeah. The Word of God is the one that, you know, confirmed to us that we are saved yeah. because of God's promise. Yeah. He promised it to you and then he will fulfill it. Another, and the last point here, um, the last point here, the last ground of our assurance of salvation is, number one, is the person of God, a God that cannot lie, and the promises of God, He promised us that we will not come into condemnation, He will not cast us out, and He, uh, and, and, and um, we, we came to the Lord Jesus Christ and we got saved. So the last ground is that the presence of God, the person of God, the promises of God, and the presence of God. Romans 5, 5. Romans chapter 5, verse number 5. Romans chapter 5, verse number 5. It says here, um, And hope make it not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given and to us you see wh why is this because god gives us his holy spirit and that the holy spirit of god indwells in us he lives in us and he's not going away he's not going away he's reciting the lord our god he sent his spirit the holy spirit of god and that holy spirit of god resides not not just visit because if the Holy Spirit visits us, He may visit us now and then leave later. But the Holy Spirit that God has given to us resides in us. He is now with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. 
because that Holy Spirit will dwell in our hearts. That is the presence of God. Why we have assurance of our salvation? Because God Himself, His Holy Spirit, indwells in us. Whether, whether wherever you go, whatever you do, and again, every every moment in your life, that Holy Spirit of God indwells in you. So that is why God is a witness in everything that you do. God is also a witness in everything that you say. And even you imagine to do. God knows because He lives in you. He dwells in you. And again, that is the assurance because we have the presence of God. Another thing, in Romans 8, 16, um, we have the Spirit of God that bears witness with our spirit through the Word of God. And what, what did the Holy Spirit of God witness? Is that we are in fact God's children. The Spirit itself beareth witness. You know the word Spirit? There are two Spirits there. The one Spirit is capital S and the other Spirit is small s. That capital S is the Holy Spirit. That small s is your Spirit and my Spirit. But the Spirit itself, the Holy Spirit itself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So when you come to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes in and He dwells there. And that Holy Spirit, the, the fact that he, he dwells in you, so therefore that Holy Spirit will confirm that you are a child of God. And that is the presence of God itself. That is in itself the presence of God in your life. That is why we have the assurance. Because of these three grounds. What are these three grounds again? The person of God. The promises of God. And the presence of God. These three grounds. You know. Um, can make us. You know. Uh, give us the full assurance. That we are indeed saved and we can be sure of our way to go to heaven. Not because we feel it, but because, you know, of the promise of God in His Word. Let's um, stop this now and let's maybe continue this, Lord willing, next week. If the Lord will allow us. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, uh, for this Sunday school. Giving us, Lord, uh, first uh, we talk about the growth. Um, we need to grow in our Christian life, Lord, once we get saved. I pray, O oh God, that you will allow us to grow so that, Lord, we will be able to teach others also. We will be able to win people to the Lord Jesus Christ and that, Lord, we will be joyful in our Christian life. Lord, thank you for the assurance of salvation. Thank you, Lord, for uh, giving us your promise. And thank you, Father, for um, uh, the person of Christ and, and the promises, Lord, that you have made and your presence in our lives. Lord, um, those are very crucial uh, facts in the scripture of God that we ought all to know. We all uh, should know these um, crucial facts of the scripture because, Lord, uh, this fast will give us um, confidence to, to face the future. Will give us confidence, Lord, to continue the work and continue it with full of joy and gladness of hearts. Lord, <coughs> bless your people once again. Thank you for... Um, giving us this opportunity and I pray oh God that all of the, your people here will come uh, to the knowledge of uh, the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ and Lord for all of us that are saved that will come 
and serve the Lord with all our hearts. Bless your people once again and thank you for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's take a break. <coughs> <coughs> Thank you.